Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, 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 and welcome back into a special episode of Believe in the ATP Tour with Jacob Sersosimo. I'm Jacob, and you're listening on the Believe Network. Now we have a quick but important podcast to do right real quick. I told you in my last episode that I'm leaving for two weeks. It is probably the worst time for me to leave for two weeks. Not the worst because this is a hardly accessible tournament to really get your hands on good footage unless you really have Tennis Channel. But the French Open is happening over the next two weeks and I'm literally going to be on vacation and I probably won't even have service with my phone or anything. Like I'm literally going to be off the grid. And so... I'm not going to really know much about what's going on in the French Open unless I get some Wi-Fi here and there. But let me tell you, the French Open draw is out, and I told you in my last episode, I would preview that just a little bit. So let's get right to it. Now, the draw itself isn't accessible to me quite yet, but it's on Twitter and everywhere. So there are some things that I can go about and tell you about as we move forward here. And the biggest story... In this tournament is the go- is the quarterfinals and the semifinals and who could potentially be playing in those matches. Now, if it goes according to the seed, now it doesn't always go according to the seed, but if it goes according to the seed, this could be the quarterfinal matchup. And this is what I believe Novak Djokovic and his fans probably feared most is if it goes according to seed, Novak could play Rafael Nadal in the quarters. Alexander Sverev could play Alcaraz in the quarters. That's the top half of the draw. And then Kasper Ruud could play Stefano Tsitsipas. And then an all-Russian, we're not calling them Russians, but they're from Russia, um, an all-Russian quarterfinal between Rublev and Medvedev, which they're both fast-court players playing um, on clay, so that'll be entertaining to watch. But that could be another quarterfinal. Obviously, the biggest news out of all this is that Novak Djokovic and Rafael Nadal could play in the quarterfinals. This is massive news because there was speculation on where these guys would end up. And people were saying, this is best case scenario. This is worst case scenario. And best case scenario was that Alcaraz and Nadal were on the bottom half of the bracket and not necessarily in the same half as Novak Djokovic, so he wouldn't face them later on. But they're not. This is literally worst-case scenario for Novak Djokovic, and probably what he feared was actually going to happen. Remember the semifinal last year. Novak Djokovic, Rafael Nadal playing in the semifinal. What a heavyweight match that was. What kind of toll is this going to take on both of these guys if they're playing that type of match in the quarterfinals? That's an early, early way to be playing someone of that caliber, especially at this level and in a Grand Slam tournament. Now, the top half of this bracket is stacked, to say the least. The Djokovic, the the top, the top half of the top half of the bracket is stacked. Djokovic is in this, Grigor Dimitrov, Schwartzman, FAA, Riley Opelka, and Rafael Nadal. Now, this could be a fourth round exit for Djokovic or Nadal because Nadal will play right into Felix Ogiali Asim, and 
Novak Djokovic will play right into Diego Schwartzman. And Diego Schwartzman is known for having good upset upsets when it comes to clay court tournaments. The top half of this bracket is absolutely stacked. And those days are going to be the best days to watch tennis because you're going to see good players all around. Now, if you go to the, the bottom half of the top half of the bracket, Alexander Sferov is in there. Uh, John Isner doesn't really matter. He's a tall guy. He'll, he'll probably do focus more on Wimbledon, but Taylor Fritz is there. He's been playing really well. He'll play right into Alexander Sverev. And then you got Cam Nori, Hachinov, Sebastian Korda, and Carlos Alcaraz. Another thing to note, Carlos Alcaraz has only lost one match in his last 17 matches. He's 16, 16 wins of his last 17 matches. And his one loss, guess who it's come to? Sebastian Corda, and they could face each other in the third round of Roland Garros. I'm, I, I feel like I'm overreacting, but I'm not overreacting, I don't think, to the top half of this bracket because the absolute names in there and the people it could possibly be is unbelievable. Also in the top half, not seeded Dominic Team. He he could play right into Karen Hachinoff and everything. So or Cam Nori, and Hachinov. So there's a lot of guys in the top half of the bracket that could really make some damage happen. And it it is going to be really, really hard, I think, for Novak Djokovic and Rafael Nadal or Alcaraz or Sferov or any of these guys to really win this tournament. Because by the time they get to the final, they're going to really have gone through a gauntlet of players to get to that point. So let's talk about the bottom half of this bracket. You have... Casper uh, Ruud is a favorite down there. He's the eight seed. Shapo's down there. He's he's kind of a favorite because of the way he's played lately. Uh, Stefano Sitsipas is the four seed, so he's a favorite down there. Obviously, although he does play Lorenzo Musetti, who is kind of off and on. He plays him in the first round. That's a tough first round match. But other than that, I mean Alex Davinur, Daniel Evans, but those aren't near the names that are in the top half of the bracket. And then you go down to the bottom half of the, or sorry, yeah, yeah, the bottom half of the bottom half of the bracket. Sorry, I'm getting a little confused here. Uh, Tommy Paul is in the same side as Rublev, and then Yannick Sinner's down there, and so is Daniil Medvedev. So this kind of plays to the favor of some of these guys, especially the two Russians, that is Daniil Medvedev and Andrei Rublev, who are in the bottom half of the bracket. But there's... There's no way the bottom half of the bracket can be compared to the top half of the bracket. The top half of the bracket is absolutely stacked. And I think that's the biggest reason why this draw reveal that happened on Thursday night in Paris is such a big deal. And I think everybody, especially on the internet and Twitter that I'm following, is acknowledging how big of a deal this is that Nadal and Djokovic could play in the quarters. Now, another story here is Joe Wilfred Sanga is also retiring after this French Open tournament, and the Frenchman has a terrible draw. He plays Casper Ruud, the number eight seed, right off the bat. I would expect him to lose that match handily. If he wins that match, he plays right into Hugo Humpert, who I don't think he can beat either. He's just, you know, it seems like he's ready to retire, and I've talked about this in previous episodes, but he's just slowing down a little bit. I believe he's like 36 years old, so an absolute horrendous way uh, to start your French Open uh, your last French Open ever, and he plays right into Casper Ruud, which is his first-round match. I don't even think he'll get out of the first round. That's the draw. Um, Nadal could play Stan Wawrinka in a possible second-round match, which will be obviously big names, but that's also another tough opponent for Rafael Nadal. Now, it's not 
like Stan Wawrinka is playing like he was when he was making it to Grand Slam finals or making deep runs in Grand Slams. However, he's smart. These players that aren't as good as they once were, they're still smart and they can attack the you know the weaknesses of players. Now, Nadal doesn't have a lot of weaknesses, but still playing Stan Wawrinka over playing a young guy is not... Pro- I, I can't imagine that's preferable for a guy like Rafael Nadal. So that's the gist of what's going on at the French Open over the next two weeks. Obviously, it's a, it's a wild bracket. It is a t- tough bracket for the names that I've mentioned. Rafael Nadal, Novak Djokovic, Carlos Alcaraz. Those were the three names that everyone had their eyes on moving into this tournament and where they were going to land in this bracket. But worst case scenario for Djokovic, Nadal and Alcaraz knew they would have to play into each other at some point because of their seeding, I believe. That's how all of that works. But an absolute tough draw for them. So now it comes down to my pick. Who do I think is going to win the French Open? Now, I think it's going to be very difficult for a lot of players to win the French Open. I really do. Um, I would love to pick Casper Ruud to make a really deep run, but that would mean he'd have to go through Stefano Tsitsipas. I think Stefano Tsitsipas is playing some of his best tennis he's ever played in his career right now. He's had an incredible 2022. He is hitting things in stride. He lost in the final at the French Open last year to Djokovic, and he just lost in Rome to Djokovic. But the difference is, I think it's going to be really hard for Djokovic and Nadal and Alcaraz to make it all the way to the final of the French Open and not be absolutely gassed. They're playing massive names. Like think of Alcaraz in his quarters ha- will, might have to play Alexander Zverev. That's a massive match that who knows if he can win that on clay. Um, and then you go right into Djokovic or Nadal guaranteed. So who knows if these guys are going to make it that far. And that's the beauty of sport. But I think that's the battle that I'm internally dealing with when it goes to picking a winner of this Grand Slam. I think I'm going to pick just because of the simplicity of their bracket and the way that they can kind of keep their endurance up throughout the rest of the tournament. I'm going to pick Stefano Tsitsipas. I think he has the easiest route to the finals. I think he has the easiest route once he gets past, if he gets past Casper Ruud, which I'm not saying he will, but when Stefano Tsitsipas gets on, he's absolutely on. So I think that is somebody that I can say with confidence will win this tournament. Now, I've said on this podcast before, I go away from the big three, and I should never do that because they end up winning anyway, which they very well could do this tournament. I acknowledge they could very well do that here at the French Open. I just, it it is such a hard top bracket. It really is. And these are the three of the best players on earth right now that all have to play each other on their way to the finals. So I think just because of how, much easier his path is to the final. I'm going to pick Stefano Tsitsipas to win the French Open here in 2022, and I believe he probably wants some revenge from last year's French where he couldn't you know, finish the job against Novak Djokovic. I think he's playing really good tennis right now. Nadal is coming off an injury. He's been wincing in pain a few times. Djokovic hasn't played that much tennis in 2022. And Carlos Alcaraz, I think it's going to be a battle to beat everybody. I'm not counting him out. I'm really not. But I think easiest path to the final and easiest way to win the final definitely goes through Stefano Tsitsipas. Stamp it in. That's who I'm picking to win the men's final. On the women's final, I do want to talk about it just a touch. There are some real shockers in this. Um, And the reason I say that is because Naomi Osaka would have to play a seed 
coming into this tournament. Guess who she draws first round? It should be the other way around. Guess who Amanda Enesimova draws first round? Naomi Osaka. Not a good start. Not a good start for a seeded player to have to play first round Naomi Osaka. So I think that's going to be a very good match to watch. That's going to be a very intense one to watch because I think Enesimova just beat Naomi Osaka in the third round of the Australian Open earlier this year. So that is one to watch. Winner of that plays right into Maria Sakari. That's a battle. That is also tough to play right into the four seed. And if you're the four seed Sakari, you should not have to be playing that good a talent in the second round. But uh, the round of 16 projections for Roland Garros, Sviatek's in there, Sabalenka's in there, Collins is in there, uh, Sakari's in there, uh, Azarenka's in there. Uh, Kontavit, Annette Kontavit is in there. She's been playing really good tennis over the last year and a half. So those are definitely some names to watch. But I don't know who beats Iga Sviatek right now. I think she's playing phenomenal tennis. She's a French Open winner at one point. And she's won like 20-some matches, at 28 matches, I think, now in a row. So she's going to be a very hard person to not root against, but pick against, especially right now when it comes to the French Open and what we have to look forward to. Enjoy the French Open. Uh, the French Open is one... Uh, obviously one of the best four tournaments in the world, but it's so unique in that it's on clay and uh, it's it's a it's a time difference for sure, but it's not carried on ESPN. It's usually on Tennis Channel. It's hard to watch at certain times, but it is such a great tournament. It's a heavyweight battle every match because of how long the points last and players that make it far in this tournament, mad respect for them because they have played long, long matches in literal, literal dirt and clay and made it this far. So, I think it's going to be a great tournament, as always. I'm looking forward to it, but keep an eye on that top bracket. Like I said, I won't be able to podcast during this French Open. I won't even have internet access, probably. I'm going off the grid a little bit for a vacation with my family that we've had planned for quite a long time. So looking forward to some R&R, but you best believe when I get Wi-Fi, I'm checking scores and seeing exactly what's going on when it comes to the French Open and everything that's going on in Paris. Appreciate you listening. Thanks for sticking with me through this uh, quick special bonus podcast I'm giving you now, and I'll be back in a few weeks for sure to recap the French Open and everything that happened in Paris. Take care. See you on the flip side. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.